All right, it is time for another podcast session of the Master Passive Income Podcast. My name's Dustin Heiner, and in the Master Passive Income Podcast, we talk all about real estate rental properties and how you can quit your job. That's right. Actually stop working for somebody else because you have a business that runs automatically, makes you money every single month, and you never have to worry about working a job again. When I was 37 years old, I actually quit my job. Now, what's funny is when I was 27, I realized I hated working for other people. So I gave myself 10 years. I said, in 10 years, I'm going to quit my job. And in nine years, I beat my goal of 10 years. In nine years, I actually quit my job. Praise the Lord, it's been two years since I quit my job. And I will never, ever have another job again. On top of that, the business that I own runs itself. I don't do any work and the business continues to run. This is what I want for you. This is why I have the Master Passive Income Podcast is to show you how you can do the exact same thing that I've done and have an amazing life without working a job, still making money, not having to worry about bills or anything like that because you have money coming in automatically. Now, if you're like me, when you started investing, you did not get an inheritance of thousands and thousands of dollars. You are working a full-time job and there are ways to actually build this business with a full-time job and that's what we are looking at today. How to invest in real estate rental properties, build a business that runs itself automatically all the while having a full-time job where you're working 40 plus hours a week. It's absolutely possible. I've done it. Many of my students have done it. And because this is the Christmas season, I'm actually releasing this podcast episode on Christmas Day. After the show's over, I have a special message I want to give all of you. And with this special message, I have a free gift for you. It's actually something I will send you personally. I will send it right to your door. It's a free gift from me to you. All right, now let's get started where we look at how you can start a real estate investing business with a full-time job. All right, guys, let's get in there and start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here's your host, Dustin Heiner. All right, I am so excited, and I hope all of you are that this is the Christmas season. And actually today, the date I'm releasing this podcast is Christmas Day. I'm so excited. Usually I don't talk about certain things like that happen in the year because I don't know when you're actually listening to this podcast. It could be, you know, six months from now or a year from now. Um, and so it's not Christmas. But Christmas is the one day of the year that is just fantastic. Everybody loves it. We love being friendly, being more hospitable to each other, and just being nice and kind to each other. So this is Christmas Day. I'm in Fresno, California. I live in Phoenix. I've been in Fresno for the last, uh, I don't know, two weeks. And I don't need a job, so I don't need to tell my boss or ask my boss, hey, can I have two weeks off or a week off? Can I go visit my family and then come back? No, we're actually, we came here, I want to say it was like a week and a half ago, and we don't really have a set day of when we need to come back because we don't need to come back at any time. And since today is Christmas Eve, I am super excited to share with you this podcast session today because today we're talking about how to invest in real estate with a full-time job. Now, I know just about every single person has a job, full-time, part-time, or whatever. I even do have some students that are retired, that they are basically living on Social Security and they still want want to grow their business, they want to invest in real estate, and here I am trying to help them to get started even though they don't have a job. Now, I'm going to tell you, 
that having a full-time job is actually fantastic in order to start a real estate business. Even though you and I both know that the word job is almost like a four-letter word. It's a job. It's horrible. But the acronym of job, what I like to share with everybody, is that job is J-O-B. You're just over broke. I mean, your boss is only paying you enough to keep you working and not paying you too much that's going to be taking out of his or her pocket. If you're working for the government, they're only going to pay you just enough to keep you working. And you're going to be like, man, this job is horrible, but I can't give up or I can't quit because, you know, I, I make enough money here. Well, if you're about to quit, you know, your boss might come to you and say, hey, you know, I can't have you quit. Let me give you a raise. Well, why didn't you give me a raise like a year ago when I needed it? You know, and so your job is just overbroke. But uh, there are many great things about having a job. And I utilized them as much as I could as I built my business. So even though job is a four-letter word, it stands for just over broke, there are some good things about having a job and how having a job can actually help you build your business even faster. You know, imagine if you were on Social Security, you know, you're older and you're on Social Security, you don't have the ability to make more money or get a raise or anything like that. Well, it's harder to invest because you have limited funds coming in. So here are some good things about having a full-time job. So to give you a little encouragement. So number one, you have full-time job security. You know, it's security in you. Even though they can fire you at any time, you have the ability to rely on your job to bring money in. And on top of that, your money that, that is coming in could hopefully be able to save to invest and buy more properties. You know, if you're on a fixed income, then that fixed income, you, it's hard to actually get more money to buy more properties. You have to figure out some uh, other, you know, uh, unique and creative ways to find and buy properties. So you have a lot of security when you have a job. And that's one of the biggest reasons why people stay in jobs for their entire lives until they have to retire because they're a little old to, to keep working is because it's job security. It's security that money's coming in all the time. Plus you have things like um, health insurance, a full-time job also it fuels your growth for your investing business. Like it fuels the ability to buy more properties faster. You know, if you get a raise, do not spend that money. Like if you get an extra $100 in your paycheck every single two weeks, that's $200 extra a month. Don't think, man, I could go get a, you know, another car or, you know, get a better car and spend that money. No, don't think like that. Think that that $200 is extra every single month that you can put in a savings account, a money market account, or someplace that you can touch that money in the future, pull it out and buy an investment property. So the job that you have, use that to buy more properties. Use that to fuel your growth of your business so much faster than you could if you did not have any extra money coming in. Here's another great thing, and I've used this over and over again. Now, you've heard me talk about the BRRRR strategy, basically recycling your money over and over and over again, which I've done many, many times. It's so much easier to get loans when you have a job as opposed to when you don't have a job. You know, when you don't have a job, the bank is going to look at you and say, how are you going to repay this loan? You could tell them, well, I'm going to use this loan to buy this property and that person's gonna, another person, I'm gonna get somebody else to live in that property. They're gonna give me money every single month and I'm gonna give it to you. 
they would say, well, that's all well and good, but there's no proven track record that's actually going to work. Now, unless you've been an investor for quite a long time like I have, they need something like a W-2 or your paycheck, two years of employment to prove that you're going to continually be working so that you can pay off the mortgage that you're going to be borrowing for them. So before I quit my job, I actually postponed quitting my job for an extra six months because I was working on financing four properties, pulling all the, mo- the money out of those altogether to buy more properties. And I knew that if I did quit my job in the middle of that refinance process of pulling money out, they would say, hey, what happened? Well, we're not gonna give you the loan. And I really wanted the loan because I needed to buy more properties or I wanted to buy more properties. All that money equity sitting in those properties that I already owned, it was just sitting there and I was not utilizing it. So I put it off six more months to quit my job in order to get that financing done. As soon as that financing was done, literally, I'm gonna say like the next day or next two days, I said, hey boss, I'm quitting my job. You know, I'll give you two weeks notice. And so I put in a two weeks notice and then quit my job right after that. It was a necessity in order to get my bank financing now. Now that I have quit my job, it's been two years and I now what the banks do, they just look at your tax returns to make sure that you have money coming in. They just, all they really wanna do is verify that you have money that can repay what they're what you're borrowing from them. So I use my tax returns. So those are just a few things that are great about having a job. You know, you have constant money coming in. Like I would suggest, don't quit until you actually have enough money to replace your income. In order to invest in real estate with a full-time job, This is the biggest thing. So if you take anything away from this podcast, any big lesson that can help you literally change your life with rental properties, this is the key that I'm gonna give you. You do not have a side business, like a side real estate, or I invest on the side. You do not have that. What I'm gonna tell you is it's your mindset, switching from you having a job and then having a side business. Like, give you an example. If somebody, you stranger that you don't know, comes up to you and you start talking to each other, you know, like a Christmas party or some, some sort of party, you guys are saying, hey, so what do you do? And the other guy tells you what they do. And the person asks you, what do you do? You don't want to say, well, I work for, you know, this banking company, or I work for the government, or I work for this, or this is my job. Don't answer it like that or get that out of your mind that your first answer is what your current job is. You want to get that out of your mind. What you want in your mind is that you are a real estate investor. So would anybody ask me before I quit my job what I do for a living? I say, I'm a real estate investor. And I say, oh, wow, that's that's great. What do you invest in? I invest in rental properties, cash flow every single month. So that cash flow every single month helps me to continue to build my business even bigger and bigger. And you know, if the person asks you, so, you know, do you is that your only job? You say, no, I have a side job. You know, I have a side job working for, you know, this company or that company. So what happens is you have a change of mindset going from being that person that has that job, like you're identified as the person that with that job, to now you are a real estate investor with a side job. Even though the bulk of your money comes in from your side job, it doesn't matter. You are an investor. You are what you tell other people. And here's what happened to me. As soon as I made that shift in my mindset and started telling everybody, instead of kind of being like hiding it because, oh, I only have one or two or three properties. As soon as I made that shift and started telling people, no, I am an investor with a side job, 
It helped, so many more things happened to me where deals fell on my lap or money fell on my lap. Not necessarily money fell on my lap, but I had people wanting to give me money to help them invest and be a part of my business. So many great things happened when I started telling myself, I am an investor. So I want to encourage you, if you take anything away, you are an, a real estate investor with a side job. Stop telling people that you work for this company or this is your job over there. No, you are a real estate investor and trust me, things are gonna change because that gets into your mindset. Now your mind has changed where now you are that investor. You are what you want to be. And that gets into our next thought of how you can invest in real estate with a full-time job is your mindset. Your mindset is what's gonna actually get you to where you create deals. You get deals done. You get things done where nobody else thought it could happen. So here's a great saying that I really, really love. There's two of them that kind of go hand in hand. Number one, necessity is the mother of invention. So if you're telling yourself, I really want to quit my job. I'm tired of working for this boss. I'm tired of working this job. And it's a necessity. Like you are making yourself quit your job where you're going to find the way. And the second quote is where there is a will there is a way. You're going to find a way through that hurdle or through that roadblock or jumping over that hurdle. I kind of mixed those two uh, analogies together, but you're going to jump over that hurdle or you're going to get through that roadblock because with necessity being the mother of invention, like it's necessary. Like You know that eventually at some time your job can fire you um, or you can get laid off or something bad can happen or God forbid something happened to you. You couldn't work because you were ill. Well, with necessity, there's a mother invention. So you got to think in your, in your head, in the future, I might not have this job and I want to change my life now. Let me start working towards it. And where there's a will, where you're saying, I, in 10 years, I'm going to quit my job. Or in five years, I'm going to quit my job. Where there's a will, you will make the way. Because what's amazing is as you uh, put your mind to it, as you put, start thinking of how to get around these roadblocks, you're going to see these problems start to dissolve in front of you because you figure out ways around them. That's the great thing about being an entrepreneur like us. As real estate investors, we're entrepreneurs. We see a problem in front of us where most people, they'd see that problem, they'd stop. What we do as entrepreneurs, as real estate investors, we see a problem, we see it as an opportunity. An opportunity to make money, to change lives, to make everything better. So it's really hard though, and I trust me, I've been there, where you don't have any properties right now. It's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel because really you're not even in the tunnel yet. You're not even going because you don't have a property. Maybe you have one or two or three properties and you're, you see a dim, dim light at the end of the tunnel. You know, very, very small. You're getting a little, like maybe... $200, $300 a month, every single month coming in from one or two properties. Well, that light gets bigger and bigger at the end of the tunnel. The light gets bigger and bigger as you get more properties. So your mindset needs to be shifting from where you have a job and a side business to where now you are a real estate investor and you buy that first property. Once you buy that first property, you start running down that tunnel and each property you buy after that, the light at the end of the tunnel gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Your emotions start to well up like, man, I just got to get more properties. This is fantastic. My life is changing. The more properties I get allows me to buy even more properties. This is fantastic. And this is what I want for you. I want to see this change in your mindset so that instead of giving up, no, you're dedicated now. Instead of, well, there's a roadblock and I'm stopping here. No, you're going to bust through that roadblock because you're persistent. You're going to keep going. And so with your mindset, 
You want to in develop inside yourself a dedication, a dedication to getting this job done, getting this business built, buying that next property. Hey, I, can, I don't have, you might be thinking in your head, I don't have financing for this property, this deal that I found. Well, that's a problem that you're going to have to figure out. You see an opportunity. How can I get past this roadblock? How can I answer this problem? How can I get this opportunity changed into something that's going to be making me money? And the next one is persistence. Being persistent is one of the ways. Like I am, I'm just stubborn. I'll just keep going and keep going until I make it work. That's just how I am. And I know you're very, very similar because we're entrepreneurs. We're going to get things done where most people won't. Now, also, along with that, your mindset. You need to change your mind and you need to change your understanding of how to actually invest. When I first got started, I had no clue how to invest. And really, really honestly, through the school of hard knocks, I really learned exactly how to do it. And I've made my business just a well-running machine where it runs without me. So what I suggest, along with your mindset, getting being dedicated, persistence, and making sure you have the will to get done, you need to get education. You need to get as much education as possible so that you can really get through those roadblocks without having to bang your head against a roadblock time and time again. Because if you get with somebody like me, like all my students, all, most I would say majority, if not every single one of their problems that they come up with, I've either gone through it or I figured out a way around it. I've been in your shoes. And so all my students, when they come up and say, well, here's this issue, you know, I don't have financing here, or here's this deal, but this seller wants this. And I'll say, this is what I've done. This is how it worked for me. And this is a way you could, I could have done a little better. This is a way that it worked out perfectly. You should go this route. And so you need to have education and also get coaching, get somebody that's going to help you get past this next hurdle that somebody that's already been there. You know, like somebody that's already through the tunnel, they're at the light at their, you know, beyond the tunnel, they're waving back at you say, come on, you can do it. So get education, get knowledge so that when those roadblocks come, you already know how to uh, you know, bust through them or jump over that hurdle. Get education in your brain so that you can get past that. All right. Now, here's a big one for lots and lots of people that listen to my podcast. It's scheduling in the time to get this done. Scheduling the time to build your business. Now, I know lots of people are working, hopefully, you know, 30, 40, 50 hours, but some people are even working less or more. You know, if you're only working 20 hours a week because your job won't allow you to work anymore, well, you have lots of time to develop your business. But what if you're working 70, 80 hours a week because it's just that demanding? Well, I've been there. Trust me. I had I had a business where I was working for the government, which I was working like, I don't know, it was like 10 hours a day. On top of that, I had a retail establishment that I was there basically from morning to night and then in the middle had that job. So 14 hours a day I was working. But in the meantime, on my lunch break, when I was working my job in the government, I'd go and do work for my real estate, trying to find new properties, trying to build my business. And so every single waking moment, I saw the light in the other tunnel. I said, you know what? I'm going to keep working towards that. Every single waking moment that I had that I wasn't putting into a business or to my family, I focused on building my business. So I'm going to be honest and, and say what I suggest, this is what I tell all my students. If you spend one hour a week, um, you know, building your business or learning, that's not going to be enough. It's going to take you a very, very long time. You know, time is precious. That's the most expensive commodity that you can spend is your time. Now, wouldn't you rather have quit your job sooner rather than later? You know, if you can quit your job in 20 years, then you're going to work towards that. But what if you can cut that in half and you could quit your job in 10 years because you spent more time studying, more time building your business? Of course, wouldn't it be better quitting your job 10 years earlier than you normally would or 20 years earlier? I quit when I was 37 years old because I pushed myself. I 
spent the time, I studied, I really tried to build my business as fast as possible. So this is what I'm telling you right now. I would, if I were you, spend five to six hours each week building your business. I mean, when you think about it, five to six hours a week, that's one lunch a week. You know, if your if your lunch at your work is an hour along, and or your commute is an hour or something like that, but it's you know five hours. You have seven days a week. If you just took your lunch, you know Monday through Friday, one hour of your lunch, and build your business that way, in that amount of time, you're going to have a business very very quickly and run much faster. Now, if you're thinking some people may say that they don't have five or six hours, well, here's the thing: you need to make the time. I don't know where you're going to get it. I don't know how I got it. I just did it. I said, you know what? This is important to me. I'm going to make the time. It could be, you know, once you put the kids to bed, you spend an hour or two hours studying, building your business, whatever it might be. You need to make the time because honestly, this is important. You know it's important to change your life. Now, if I didn't spend this time I would not be quit. Like I would not have quit my job in um, nine years. When I was 37 years old, I quit my job. And every second that I spent building my business before I quit my job is, is so worth it. Can't tell you how amazing it is to not have a mortgage, like literally paying off your house because you have enough money coming in and not have a mortgage. And then also not have to worry about bills. I mean, just imagine not having to have a mortgage, not have to worry about bills because money coming in, not have to work because you have money coming in. You have an automatic business coming in and bringing that money in. You, I, I just, I can't stress enough at how amazing life is when you have all these, when money's taken care of because you have a business. Spending five to six hours a week, you need to make the time to do that. Next in scheduling your time, you need to basically organize and become efficient in your time management. It could be where you also make it a routine where as you're driving to work, let's say you have a 30-minute commute driving to work, you're listening to the podcast or you're getting education or you're calling up mortgage brokers or you're calling up property managers, that's the time that you're doing. It could be, like I said, on your lunch break where you say, okay, I clock out, let me grab my sandwich, I'm walking you know, out of the out of the office because you don't want to do work in your office probably. Um, you know, Eat your sandwich on the way out and then as soon as you sit down on a park somewhere and on a bench or however it's going to look like for you. This is, I was actually outside, you know, underneath the tree. And so I made it so that it was a routine. Every single hour that I got for lunch, I ran outside, started building my business. So you need to become efficient as well as organized. Whatever you're doing, driving, you know, if you're driving to the gym, spend time building your business. If you are outside mowing the lawn, spend time on your po- like on listening to my podcast or listening to books or getting education and coaching. You need to every waking moment that is spent doing something else, I I would suggest develop yourself into the business. I literally stopped listening to the radio like music for like 5 years because there were so many podcasts, so many books, so many things I needed to learn. And so I took all of that time that would normally gone to just, you know, kind of vegging out and not doing anything that, or not being productive. Instead of doing that, I made myself very productive. So try to become efficient with your time. Whenever you have an extra waking moment that you're not devoting to something else like your family, your job, or something else, try to capture that time, become efficient, and use that to build your business. Also, in scheduling your and having time management, you need to put systems in place and organizations in place. Now, we're, we live in such a great time with so much technology that it is so much easier to invest in real estate. 
And also with scheduling in the time in your life, there's so many ways to make your time used more efficiently. You know, like Evernote is a great place. You keep all your notes inside there. Dropbox is another great thing. Listen to a podcast. But I want you to look out for tools that you can use. And you're probably already using these, but see how you can use these for your business to make your time much more efficient. You can schedule things better and you want to make sure that your time is utilized the best. Now, this podcast, I'm not going to go, it's way out of the scope of this podcast to teach you, you know, the systems to organize and, you know, schedule a time. I'm sure you can figure that out pretty easily. What I want you to do is now utilize those things so that you can get your business built, that you can continue to buy properties, you can have other people work for you. This goes in the next step. When scheduling your time and thinking about how much time is spent on your business, think about how you can have other people work for you. How you can pay other people to do the work that you can do, but you pay them. I mean, everything from property managers. Like I don't manage my properties because my property managers do that. Um, You can have contractors, realtors, wholesalers, mortgage brokers. And this goes into the next step and from scheduling your time and taking care of your time with investing while you have a full-time job. What you want to do, a big, huge suggestion is to build a team of others working for you. You want to have other people working for you day in and day out when you are sleeping, when you are working, when you're on vacation, when you're playing with your kids or going on a date, you want to have other people like property managers, realtors, like I said, mortgage brokers, bankers, wholesalers, contractors, handymen, plumbers, all these sort of people. Your job is to build a team of people that are working for you. The biggest thing that you can do in your business is hire others to do all the work for you. Now, I have a podcast episode that I want to give you. Go back and listen to my podcast episode number eight, where I talk about how you can build and automate a business by having a team of people working around you. To listen to that episode, go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash zero zero eight. That's the eighth podcast episode. You're gonna learn how to build a team, who you want on your team, who are the, the must-have people that you need on your team, and then also the nice-to-have people, you know, if you build it even further than that. And so go back and listen to that episode or go to the podcast show notes, and I walk you through everything there. So what you want is to build a team of people around you. The next item in how to invest in real estate with a full-time job is money and finances. I know that's one of the biggest questions I get from everybody, from all my students, from all my podcast listeners, from everybody who reads my books. It's basically, how do you get finances? Like, how do you take care of the money? Obviously, you know, if I had a million dollars, I can go buy properties. Well, everybody could. You know, I didn't start with a silver spoon in my mouth. I literally built my business from scratch. I saved money, bought a property. Saved more money, bought another property, refinanced those properties to then buy more properties. So that's how I did it. So with money and finances, if I know that's most people have that issue. One, the first step is increase the amount of income that you make. Now, if you have one job and you think, well, I'm not making much money here. I'm just over broke because my boss isn't, isn't giving me more money. Well, go and ask for a raise. It doesn't hurt to ask for a raise. Literally ask for a raise and say, you know, I think, boss, I'm doing a great job. And these are the reasons why I'm benefiting you. And here, here's, here's a tip. This is a tip outside of the scope of this podcast. But when you're asking for a raise, don't tell your boss the reasons why you need a raise. Don't tell him that because that doesn't affect him. He doesn't care. He or she doesn't care. You know, it might, might well, they tickle their ears. I'm like, oh, he needs this. He needs that. Don't tell them that. 
Tell them the reasons why they need to give you a raise. Show them how you benefit their company or whoever you're working for. Show them why it's necessary for them to give you the raise. So here's what I want to give you. This is the tip. You want to point out to your boss why they need to give you this this um, raise. It, what benefit goes to them? And when you do that, it's going to make it seem like in their mind, like, man, we have to because this is going to benefit our company so much. And I'm not sure. You're going to have to figure out whatever your job is and whatever you're doing now. You're going to have to figure that out. But you have to figure it out well. And when you express the reasons why you need a raise, it's because it's going to benefit that company. Okay. So increase your income. It could be asking for a raise. It could be driving for Uber. Like if I, if all my properties went to crap and I literally could not make any money, I'm not getting a job. I'm going to drive for Uber or Lyft. I'm going to figure out, you know, Uber Eats or I'm going to drive for Amazon. I'm going to do, uh, it, driving is, is a lot of it, but um, I'm going to do other things. I'm going to start businesses. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go sell things door to door. Like I am not going to work for somebody else because I had a taste of what it's like to be my own person. So with increasing your income, go and get a side job. Go and get another, another. you know, if you're actually a delivery driver, you're driving for Uber or something like that, that's more time you could be learning. That's more time that you're making money and learning. So increase your income. And increasing your income is so that you can save more money. Now, the next step after increasing your income is increase your savings amount. When you have money, it's so easy to buy properties. Trust me, it's so easy. It's super hard when you have, you know, to get seller financing or find wholesalers. I mean, that's much, much harder to do or if you know, tax liens and all that sort of stuff. But if you have money to spend on the cash, it's so much easier and you get a big discount. So you want to increase the amount of savings that you do every single month. Put away $100. Like force yourself $100, even though you don't have it, force yourself to save $100 every single month. And then in six months, increase that to $125 or $150. The more money you save every single month, the more properties you will be able to buy and the faster you will be able to buy it. Here's another thing with money and finances. Cut expenses. Now, I'm not saying this is going to be forever, but you want to cut expenses so that you can save more money to buy more properties. Now, I cut so many things out of my expenses way back when I first started. Now, I have them put it put back in like, you know, buying coffee or going out to dinner almost every every other night. Like, I cut those things out because I didn't have money. But now that I do have money, I put them back in. So, you want to cut expenses. And it could be you're driving, you know, uh, maybe $600 uh, a month more or payment on a car, not a mortgage payment, but an auto loan payment. You know, give that car back or sell it. Get out of that $600 a month or even $400 a month. You want to have a car that gets you from point A to point B and has as little money coming out of your pocket as possible. Like I've told you many times, I still drive my 2007 Honda Odyssey, even though I have plenty of money, <laughs> praise the Lord, I have plenty of money that I could go and buy a car, but I don't because I don't need to. It's not something, it's like I cut it out of my system of you know having expensive things. And now that I have plenty of money, it's like, ah, I'm fine without it. But who knows, maybe in the next uh, few months, I'm gonna go buy my wife a car just because you know I love her and it's, it's about time. Maybe it's time to do that. But you cut your expenses out now and then you could put them back in later. So this is a huge tip. Cut your expenses so you can save more money. Now, the next part is continue to save and continue to use that money and invest that money so that when you quit your job, you have plenty of, of that in eight cents of saving money in your system. Continue to save until you actually quit your job. Like don't go and overspend on you know something that's just gonna take money out of your pocket. I specifically remember a time where we had an opportunity to go to Disneyland with you know some friends or family members and we said, 
No, we're not going to because we're saving money. I thought, you know, that $3,000 that we're going to be spending at Disneyland, that's a whole property that I could buy. I could use that money to buy a property. Now, with money and financing, continue to save, but then also find other investors who may want to lend you money. It could be your family members. It could be your dad, your mom, or acquaintance. So with you telling everybody that you're an investor, somehow that whole, you know, just it's really neat how people in networking, they start thinking, hey, I don't want to do it, but I have money that I can invest through you. Would you want to do that? When you get to the point where I am, I have people asking me all the time, like, I have money. Can you invest it for me? Or, you know, are you buying an apartment complex? Can I invest with you? I'm like, so and anyways, I have a huge long list of all the people that I could reach out to when I'm buying a, you know, like a $10 million apartment complex and say, hey, we got to raise um, $2 million. You know, how much money do you want to put in? Do you want to get a, a percent equity in the stake in the property? So, as you become an investor and you get more and more into it, more people will want to give you money. So be talking to other people about how they can invest with you. Now, another thing, when you're building your business, you're talking to mortgage brokers. In money and financing, keep talking to mortgage brokers, seeing what they need from you, like what your credit score needs to be, how much money you need to make, how, how they, you know, what they need from you in order to be able to give you a loan for a property. Now that moves on to networking. You need to network with other people. Find a real estate investment association group that meets together in your area. More than likely, they will. It's a REIA. Like if you just type in REIA in a search, uh, internet search in your area, like if you're in you know, Oklahoma, type, or you know, let's say Tulsa, type in REIA Tulsa, Oklahoma, and you'll, you'll probably find one in your area. This helps you get around other investors that you're going to be able to you know, rub elbows with and sharpen each other's ideas and maybe find deals there and find other investors to work with. Now with Master Passive Income and the course, the Ultimate Real Estate Investing course that I have, it comes with a real estate investing group that I have all my students a part of and we're all working together trying to help each other out and I'm in there answering people's questions as well and so we're working together to build businesses together. Now, I wanna give you, after we've gone through just all that, I wanna give you the step-by-step -step process that I would take and that I actually did take to buy my first property. Number one, I needed to find an area to invest in. I needed to make sure I was investing in a place that actually had a good cash flow, a good cash return. And for me, I was in California when I started investing, and the first place I bought was in Ohio. And it was because they had good returns. I could buy a property for fairly inexpensive money or fairly cheap, and it gave me a lot of money, passive income coming in. So first one, find an area to invest. Number two, once you find that area to invest in, you see that there are plenty of properties that you can buy and you continue to build your business, you want to build a team to work for you and work in your business. So where you're going to go and start investing, make sure you find the property managers, the realtors, the wholesalers, the mortgage brokers, all that sort of stuff. You want to build up your business in that particular area so that when you do buy a property, you find and you buy a property, then you have your team immediately jump on that property and start working for you where they're fixing up the property, they're leasing it out, they're getting that tenant in there, they're collecting rents and you have that business already running. So I never buy a property until I have the business already running. Next thing, after you build that business, you know, first one, finding an area. Number two, you're building the team around you. Next step number three is to find a property. Really utilizing wholesalers, like I said, utilizing realtors, Zillow.com, Craigslist.com, all these different places to find a property, analyzing the numbers, and making sure that you're gonna make passive income every single month. And once you do that, once after you have all that, everything in place, you buy the property, 
because you have the mortgage broker, you know, you have your savings and then you buy that property, then immediately have your property manager fix up the property. Fix up the property, get it ready, start listing it for for rent, and then you also find a good tenant. The next step would be really find a good tenant. I'm a strongly suggest you run a background check. Never, never, never. I'll say it again. Never, never, never place a tenant unless you run a background check. Now, if you use Cozy like I do, it's a property management system, and go there. You, it's completely free to you. It's fantastic. Masterpassiveincome.com forward slash Cozy, C-O-Z-Y. If you go there, you will be able to utilize their service, put your listing of your property for rent, and anybody who wants to rent your property, you can say, you know, make sure they do a background check and the tenant pays for the background check. You get the background check and you can see if this tenant's going to be a good tenant for your property. So use Cozy, fantastic, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash Cozy. Get yourself running good background checks so you can find a good tenant. Here's the last step. Super simple to say, but harder to do. Do the process all over again. Like literally do it all over again. It's it's a rinse and repeat type of business. I now, because I have my businesses set up in certain areas, it takes me literally one to three hours from finding a property to getting it rented and making money every single month because all I need to do is find a property. Actually, people bring properties to me, so sometimes that doesn't even take any of my time. But I run the numbers, I make sure I get the financing set up or my cash or however I'm gonna do it and buy the property. So it literally takes me at most three hours to find a new property that makes me money every single month. Now, this has been hopefully a great way to show you that you can invest in real estate with a full-time job just like I did. And now, it was nine years later, I quit my job. So this was the podcast session where we talked all about that. So if you want to stop listening now, this this is where we end talking about real estate. And now, because this is Christmas season, this is actually right now, today is Christmas Eve. I'm literally recording this podcast session on Christmas Eve because I really care about you. Now, not just care about you becoming financially independent and being able to quit your job, but I also care care about you and what's going to happen after you die and what happens after this life because we can we all know that 100% of the people die we all know that we can't take anything with us when we die and in thinking about christmas and you know what happens after you die i thought you know what i want to give everybody a special message as well as give them a special gift when this is all over so here's the message i want to give you what's the meaning of life Like, what's the purpose of all this? What's the purpose of us being here as human beings? Now, I've asked this question to many, many people. I get some people saying leaving a lasting legacy or making the world a better place or helping elders around you. I've even heard people say to make as much money as you can. Well, what about what happens after you die? Here's another question. What happens after you die? It's a proven fact that 100% of people in the world die. Everybody dies. But what happens after you die? Is it all over or is there something after that? Let me ask you another question. Is there morality? Is there something where there's right and wrong inherently inside of us? And I'll prove to you that you have something inside of you that's telling you what's right and wrong. Now, let's say you're probably on your phone or you have a backpack or you have a purse or you have something with you right now or your car. If I jumped and grabbed your keys and got in your car and took off with it, you would inherently know that that's wrong. You can't take my things. Or if you're on your phone and I run up and grab your phone and run off with it, you inherently know that that's wrong. That's inside of you. You don't have to be taught that. 
automatically inside of you, you know that if somebody lies to you, it's wrong. You, you lied to me. That's not right. Or how about murder? If I just got up and killed somebody, you would inherently know in your mind and in your heart, that's wrong. You should not be killing people. Now, obviously, we understand that those morality things are inside of us. We don't have to be taught those things. Now, here's the amazing thing. The Bible says that God wrote his morality, his law on our hearts. But the sad thing is, Bible also says that because we love our sin, because we love doing wrong things, we suppress the truth, the truth of morality, the truth of God. We suppress those and go after our sin because we don't want God. Now, let me ask you a few more questions. Have you ever told a lie before? I know everybody has. You're going to say that everybody has. Everybody who answers this question says, yes, everybody has lied and I have lied too. And I'm not judging you. I'm in the same boat. I'm going down with you in the boat. Let me ask you another question. Have you ever stolen anything before? Have you stole a pack of gum when you were a little kid? Have you ever taken a five-minute or ten-minute longer break? Have you ever downloaded music illegally? Anything like that. Have you ever stolen anything? Well, probably. I have too. Now, have you ever looked at a person and had lustful thoughts in your heart and in your mind? And if you had X-rated thoughts in your heart and your mind, that means that you have committed lust in your heart. And the Bible says, Jesus actually says that if you committed lustful thought in your mind, you've committed a sin in your heart and in your mind against God. Now that is a bad thing. Also, the Bible says, if you've ever typed in a text, it doesn't literally say this, but if you've ever typed in a text, OMG, which means, oh my G-O-D, or if you said, oh my G-O-D, or use Jesus Christ's name as a cuss word, if you've ever done that, that's called blasphemy. That's blaspheming God's name. That's using God's name in vain. Now, what about lying? If you've ever told a lie, which I'm probably sure you have because everybody has, you're called a liar. Now, what if you've stolen something? Which, again, everybody has. I'm in the same boat. I'm not judging you at all. If you have, then you'd be a thief, right? Now, if you've also looked at a person with lust, and Jesus says you committed adultery in your mind and your heart against God, well, you commit adultery. That's an adulterer. Well, that's a liar, a thief, adulterer. And if you've even typed in a text, OMG, if you've ever used God's name like that, then that is blasphemy. You're a blasphemer. So the bad news is, because we've broken God's law, we've sinned, we now have to be punished. And I'll give you a reason why, or give you an example. Let's say you're driving down the street going 100 miles an hour. The cop pulls you over. It's a 25-mile-an-hour zone. The cop says, why were you going so fast? You say, well, officer, I had this reason and that reason, and I'll never do it again. He said, okay, I appreciate that. Here's your ticket. You get a ticket because you did you broke the law. You did something wrong. Now, you take that ticket before the judge. Judge is going to say, Wow, you went 100 miles an hour in a 25-mile zone. What do you have to say for yourself? You can say, Judge, I apologize. I didn't mean to do that. It's the first time I've ever done it, and I'll never do it again. I'm, I'm a good person. The judge will say, that's all well and good. I appreciate that. But this one time that you broke the law, you need to pay the penalty. The penalty needs to be paid. So the bad news is the penalty needs to be paid. The good news is that somebody else can pay that penalty for you. So let's say the judge says, you get a $5,000 fine, boom, rings the gavel, and you have to pay $5,000. Well, the good news is that somebody else can write a check and give it to you and say, hey, here you go, give it to the judge, you're, you'll be free to go because your fine your fine's going to be paid. But even better, the person could say, not even give it to you, but give it right to the judge and say, judge, this is for this person's fine. This is for their punishment. The judge will say, great, $5,000, rings the gavel, you're free to go, the fine's been paid. So the bad news is the punishment needs to be paid. The good news is somebody else can pay that punishment for you. And the good news is with God, 
God is a just God, a just judge. He's the ultimate judge over everything. And he's going to say, you know what? I see that you've done something wrong. What do you have to say for yourself? You're a liar. You're a thief. You're an adulterer at heart. You're a blasphemer. You've done all these things. And the Bible says, if you've done it one time, you're guilty of breaking all the laws. So Jesus is going to come in and say, Father, you're in a courtroom. You see the Father behind you. You know, God forbid you die right now. You had an aneurysm and you keel over and you die. God forbid that happens. But if you go before God and God says, why should I let you into my kingdom? In walks Jesus. In walks Jesus says, God the Father, I'm going to pay this person's penalty for, for him or her because this person believes in me. The, this person is going to take my, my gift, my free gift of eternal life, and I'm going to take the punishment. And so what Jesus does, he comes and he wraps his arms around you. And as the punishment comes, it crushes him. It doesn't crush you because he's covering you. That punishment comes and crushes him and it doesn't crush you. Isn't that sound amazing? Jesus gets up and you get up and God says, you're free to go. My son has paid your penalty for you. Come into my kingdom. Doesn't that sound amazing? That's the good news is. But the bad news was that you were going to be eternally separated from him. Eternal separation is life without him in hell for eternity. The Bible calls it weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's everything that's evil. If you think of this earth has many, many great things, many, many good things like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. It has all these good things where this world has evil things. Imagine ripping all those good things out and then all you have left is evil. And that's what hell is like because you're separated from God. Now, Jesus can't take your penalty. Like your brother can't take your penalty, your mom can't, or your friend, or nobody else can take your penalty for you because we are all in the same boat like I just told you. I can't take your penalty for you because I'm in the same boat. I'm being condemned as well. I am being judged. We can only have people that are not being judged, or somebody who is not being judged like us, and that person is Jesus Christ that can do that. Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, wasn't born with a human father. The Holy Spirit was his father. He lived a perfect life never sinned one time. And with never sinning, he lived a perfect life for 33 years and then was crucified. He had nails pierced into his hands, both hands. He was hung on a tree on a cross like this with his arms stretched out and died. The reason why he died was for our punishment. He died, was crushed and persecuted and crushed for our sins. He was buried and three days later rose from the dead. That act of him being crushed by God, by his punishment, our punishment being put on him, he takes our punishment and then he raises from the dead. Three days later, he raises from the dead. He now gives us everlasting life because he is seated at the right hand of the Father now because of everything that he's done. Now, what's amazing is Jesus Christ wants to do this for you. He wants to take your punishment. He wants to take your sins so you're no longer be punished anymore. The great news is, all it takes is belief and repenting of your sins. You know what belief means, believing in Jesus, but here's what repenting means. Repentance is two things. It's asking for forgiveness and also turning from your sins. So you do not want sin anymore. You do not want to go after those things that are wrong. So it's turning from your sins and asking for forgiveness. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he is God over all, and that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So what it takes is you to have a change of mind and change of heart where you used to want to go towards sin. Now you turn away and you go away from sin.
Now, it's a beautiful morning in Arizona. I have the sun coming up right now. It's just amazingly beautiful. And it just got me to think that people need to hear this message, that even though there are good things out there, there's still bad things like sin. And sin is going to separate us from God. Now, separation from God is eternal torment away from Him. The good news is that we will be with God if we repent and if we believe in Jesus Christ, that He will take our punishments for us. So, what you need to do now is you need to pray. Ask God to give you the faith to believe. There's no magic prayer like, God, help me be in your heart and all that sort of stuff. That's not, there's no magic prayer. But what there is, there is godly obedience that we need to follow to be like Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ says, I am the manna that was rained down from heaven. The Mo- Moses and the Israelites came out of Israel and they walked in the wilderness, in the desert for 40 years and God fed them by raining down bread, manna from heaven. Jesus says, that manna, I was that manna. And Jesus also says, man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Doesn't that sound just interesting how God, Jesus was the bread from life, bread of life coming down from heaven. And he says, man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Isn't that sound amazing that now we put two and two together that we need to read the Bible. The Bible says that in the beginning was the word. In the beginning of everything, all creation was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word of God, the Bible, all of his law, all of his commandments, all of everything became flesh and was Jesus. So and he is the Bible as well. So what we want to see is we want to have God, our manna, our bread from heaven, to be reading the Bible on a day-to-day basis. God wants us to have faith that he's going to feed us, that he's going to take care of us, that he's going to make sure that we are going to be with him in heaven. So here are what you need to do. You need to pray daily. You need to ask God for forgiveness. You need to turn from your sins, and you need to read the Bible. When you start doing all those things, God will change your heart and your mind so that you will be with him in heaven because you now have his Holy Spirit inside of you. So the next thing I want you to do, I want you to find a great church to go to, one that teaches the Bible, teaches everything from the Bible from beginning to end, from Genesis all the way to Revelation, the entire book, but find a good church that is actually teaching what the Bible says. So I leave you with this. God wants you to repent, which remember, asking for forgiveness and turning from your sins and believe. Remember, God says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. Isn't that great news? No longer condemned to hell, you will be with Jesus in heaven. Now, here's one thing that some people may say. Well, I accepted Jesus in my heart. I was told that if I prayed a prayer and accept in my heart, I will be with him in heaven. So that is absolutely false. If you read the Bible, again, you find a church that actually teaches the Bible. If you read the Bible, the Jesus actually says, people are going to come to me and say, Jesus, I cast out demons in your name. I did good works in your name. I did all these things in your name. And Jesus is going to say, away from me, for I never knew you. So it doesn't matter if you know who Jesus is. It doesn't matter if you read the Bible once or somebody told you about Jesus one time and you say, well, I know who Jesus is now and I have fire insurance. Let me put the Bible away and say, I'm good to go and continue sin. That's not the way it works. Jesus says, away from me, for I never knew you. So it doesn't matter if you know who Jesus is. It doesn't matter if you know who Jesus is. It only matters if Jesus knows you. 
And how do you know if Jesus knows you? It's a great question. Jesus knows you if, and this is what he says, who is my family? Basically, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Who is in my family? It's those who hear the word of God, the Bible, and do the word of God, does what it says. So that's what God wants you to do. That's what Jesus wants you to do. He wants you to read the Bible and to do what it says. Go to church, listen to a godly pastor that is teaching what the Bible says and do what the Bible says. All right, the last thing I want to leave you with is I'm going to pray for you really quick. I'm going to pray that God blesses you with the faith to believe and that you will be with him in heaven. Dear Father, thank you so much for this time that we got to be here on this video. I just pray that you bless the person watching, that they have the you give them the faith to believe, that they repent and turn from their sins and give their life over to you and put their belief and have a saving faith in you, Father. Thank you so much for this time. Bless these people that listen to this message in Jesus' name. Amen. Now that Christmas message, hopefully it sinks into your brain that we're all going to die and this life is going to end and we can't take all this stuff we're building up with us, all this business we're building, we can't take it with us, sadly. But there's good news. Even though there was bad news, there is good news. Now, if you want to know more about this, if you want the free gift, I want to give you, I will literally personally send you a Bible. I want to give you the full Bible for yourself because I personally believe this is the reason why I have my my business. This is the reason why I have my podcast is because God has blessed me. Now, because of that, I want to turn around and bless other people because God tells me to do that. He says, literally, go out and tell other people this. Tell other people the good news. And I don't normally give out my email address, but this time I will. If you would like a Bible, or if you'd like to talk about anything we talked about today, or even debate it, I'm totally fine with doing that. I love doing that. I will give you my email address. It's Dustin, pretty hard to imagine, Dustin at masterpassiveincome.com. Send me an email. If you would like that free gift of a Bible, send me an email saying you'd love to get a free Bible. I will literally mail you the Bible. It'll be a nice Bible and it be leather bound and everything. I want to send you a great Bible so that you can read. Even if you want to talk about the Bible, I'm all for doing that. Send me an email. Um, I'd love to talk to you about that too. So I hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas. I pray that God blesses you with the faith to believe in Him and that also you can change your life with real estate rental properties. Thank you so much for being a part of the Master Passive Income Podcast. I really, really appreciate you and I hope the best for you and your loved ones in this time, this Christmas season. All right, guys, get out there, start investing and take care of yourselves. I'll talk to you soon. Peace out. Peace out.